Welcome back to Movie Reel. I am Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our last episode. That was a fun episode. Yeah. Lost Boys is a fun movie, and I'm I'm really mad that it took me this long to watch it. I don't know what my excuse was. Yeah. Like, it, uh, although, I, just, I don't know. Yeah. I And I know we, we put this in like uh, a, a brief kind of like note uh, for, for that episode, but literally the day after uh, we had finished editing that video, we had received word that uh, the director of that movie, Joel Schumacher uh, had passed away. So that was very unfortunate timing. We are very sad to hear uh, of his loss. He was a really great director, as you can tell by our praise of that movie. So it, it was just, a real shock that after we had just talked about his one of his like personally the day like, after yeah the, like the day, day a- after we recorded yeah the day yeah the, the day after we had finished recording and editing that we we found out that he had passed away after talking about my favorite movie that he has done it it, it was it was kind Wait, of a it, weird oh, is thing batman his is batman your favorite movie that he's done no lost boys Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, Batman. We, we mentioned Batman. Yeah. No, Batman and Robin is not my favorite movie of Joel Schumacher. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know your taste. <laughs> See, that's not true. I do know your taste, but I don't know. Um, yeah, that was just that was just very ironic timing. Um, so that's why, like, we made I made sure, like, we made note of it in like our info when we released the episode. That's unfortunate. He was old. He clearly had a very long career and a long life. And yeah, he Dedicated was very ta- fan he was, base. He was a yeah, really talented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he uh, will be missed. And it, it was just it was just a kind of a weird shock that after we had we we didn't even really talk about him in great length. We we only kind of talked about uh, him directly for for a couple minutes in our episode. But it was just yeah. it, it was really weird that after we had done that episode and, and, you know, finalized everything, he, he had passed away, um, which was very unexpected, uh, as you can tell, because it, it, it just seemed very ill-timed to do that episode, <laughs> um, or to, yeah, yeah it, it was just, it was really weird, and we're, we're very sorry for, for his, to hear about his loss, and, um, we hope that our episode does kind of pay homage to, in my opinion, his, his some of his best work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on. What what uh, movie are we doing today, Sam? We watched The Goonies. Yeah, we did. And this is like another one of those like really just perfectly summer movies. I don't. The thing that's the thing that's weird is like when we had said like we're gonna do like cover summer movies. It's just. I don't know how to explain it. There are just certain movies that are perfect for the summer. It's it's just whether it's the content or, you know, like they, I don't know how to explain it. There's just, I feel like there's all these movies that we're going to talk about that we love that I just, like, like The Mummy, for example, that's a movie. It's not that I can't watch it at any point in the year. <laughs> I could. I just only seem to watch it during the summer. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely a movie that, um back when like my mom had like her van and had like a dvd player in it and we would take road trips in it we would always pack the mummy and the mummy returns and we would just watch that like all the time on road trips and like chances are we would only go to like um 
like Lake Tahoe to like visit our, yeah. our grandparents. So it was like only like a two three hour drive. So it was like, all right, we're gonna watch a movie in a house. Like this is fine. Yeah, we we would watch uh, the Mummy and then like half the Mummy returns and then on the way back we would Finish watch it. the we would watch the Mummy returns and then half of the Mummy we would we would flip flop it. It, oh. made, <laughs> it made no sense, but we were kids and we didn't. Yeah, care. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like we're that's, we're going we're going yeah. to hang out at Lake Tahoe with our grandparents is like that that that's our vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um the yeah, the, the Goonies. So I, I mentioned this last week. Uh yeah, the boardwalk like, you know, the boardwalk usually plays movies like through I don't know if it's just throughout the whole summer or just during one month I've actually never done one of these <laughs> like I would I would go I've been to the boardwalk when it's happening just I would rather go on the rides it, than, it was purely you know. coincidental on your part yes it was okay. it was never and now I kind of want to do it but of course but yeah like Lost Boys of course they did and Goonies was like another one um and this this must be such a fun movie to see with an audience like that. Like if it's ever re-released or if, you know, I, I really want to watch it with a group of yeah. people. <laughs> like, well, I, I know that, um, cause they filmed this in Oregon or Washington. I honestly can't remember. It, I mean the whole, the setting is a story of Oregon, which is a real place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. In, in, I couldn't remember specifically where I, I just remember that it's, uh, uh, a bit north of us uh, in California. Um, yeah, I I wasn't in the very beginning. I wasn't quite sure where uh, where it was set, and um, yeah, so yeah, it was shot in Cannon Beach, Oregon, and Astoria, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, but once I saw like the ocean and like the the rock formations, I'm like, oh, is this? Oh, this is Oregon. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there was a sign that said Astoria, Astoria, yeah. Oregon. Yeah, I, um, I, I honestly can remember, but I, I do know that um in the actual town they do have like uh, like every year like almost like June on the 7th. anniversary. Yeah, uh, yeah, on the yes. on the anniversary of uh of the movie, they have like this whole like uh event where they they play the movie on the beach. They have people just kind of show up on kind of like the uh the various like locations where they film like on the beach uh the the fertilities kind of shack that i don't even know if that's yeah. still there but just kind of just kind of meander through the town and just yeah. the whole thing just kind of a almost like a spectacle type sport um it, it, it's just really fun uh event that i would absolutely love to do that because i know they do a similar yeah. thing for um the movie the warriors over on coney island which that that is a movie that I would absolutely love to do for this episode, um, or this show podcast. Yeah, just, yeah, just for yeah, a future yeah. episode for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you seen that movie, The Warriors? I have not. Okay, Isn't well, it? this is going to be a fun. That will be a fun episode then. Um, yeah, it, that that movie is just very iconic. But I, I got to say, this one is way more iconic. So uh, I I absolutely love this. This is a fantastic Steven Spielberg. Uh, movie even though his name's attached to it even though he is not the director he he was uh one of the writers producer and one of the writers it was him and chris columbus and when yeah. it said on screen chris columbus i'm like of course like of course yeah. like it, again we're like the first few minutes of the movie and i'm like yep it's a chris columbus movie yeah well it, it's funny because they're attached to the movie but neither of them are the director the director is actually uh richard donner um yeah which is kind of a shame because his he kind of gets drowned out 
um, by Christopher Columbus and Steven Spielberg. Most people assume yeah. that either uh, Steven Spielberg directed this or Christopher Columbus directed this. They, they had no directorial like part in this. They they were producers and writers. They they were pre- purely pre-production and and yeah yeah they, 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 looked, yeah. It's it's kind of like how like Nightmare Before Christmas. We all think of it as Tim Burton, and he technically. I got to double check. I think he wrote it. He didn't direct it, but he gets way more. I mean, he gets way more. Not that writing is a major endeavor. You yeah. should get credit for it. Um, that's not what we're saying. It's just uh, the director. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny when it gets the director, lost in translation. The one one or the other gets more uh, fame. Yeah, from it. like like in uh, the the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, most people think that Steven Spielberg did did that. It's like no, he he produced it. He he was a part of it, but he didn't direct it. That was Robert Zemeckis, and and yeah. people a lot of people seem to forget that. Um, because yeah, pretty much whenever Steven Spielberg's name is attached to really anything, anything yeah, people just automatically assume it's like oh he was the director. It's like not necessarily. He's he, attached he, to so many movies. He like, he is. It, yeah. It, his filmography page is. Just, I just want to check because it must be it is, so long. Like it is so long. It is so long. It's, uh, uh, in it, terms of. Yeah. Uh, just in terms I, I of like him directing, he I he mean, has he, over uh he has over a thousand things that he's connected to. Yeah, it, it is connected to. He's produced over almost 200 times. He's directed about 60 times. He's written like 24. Like, yeah, like, but when he's, when he's produced, he's it kind of just, oh, it's a Spielberg movie. Yeah, Which, every, yeah, everyone automatically assumes that he, he, he directed it. I mean, you know, it's, because that's, and that's the thing that's funny, though. It's just because technically in a, in a film, it's a director's medium, because the director can kind of, I mean, I know producers do have some kind of a vote, and that's why, you know, certain movies end up the way they do, uh, TV as well. But typically a director can kind of do whatever they want and make whatever changes that they want. So it's funny when the writer is the one that's getting more fame from a project because the director, I mean, the director could have, I mean, who knows? But I mean, I don't know, were they, I wouldn't be surprised if Spielberg and or Chris Columbus were on set ever like oh absolutely like, I, Steven Spielberg yeah. just always seems like the kind of guy who who stays on top of production even though it's not necessarily within his uh his role to do so and, and yeah. Steven Spielberg he, he's the kind of guy who has a lot of weight behind his career that I feel like going against like what he wrote in the script would be just career suicide it's like oh, it's like oh, I didn't like this character, so I I completely changed him or or wrote him out. And it's like it's like yeah. no, don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know I know like I don't know which one or maybe it's just the newer ones, but for like Jurassic Park, I think it's the Jurassic World movies. He isn't yeah. the director, but he is still very much like involved. Like he, he's on set. He's not just the executive producer. He's like yeah. actually still doing stuff well, he, he he doesn't have as far as i know I, I don't think he has like as big like i know he doesn't have like as big as a role as he did in uh the first three and i honestly don't yeah. know how big of a role he had in the third one uh it's been it's been a really long time since i've seen uh the lost world in Jurassic park three mm-hmm. um the the first one is 
absolutely my favorite. That's like one of my all time favorite. The movies. first one's a uh, really really great. The second one, I don't know. I I didn't. The second and the third, I didn't hate. They were not at all anywhere close to as good as the first one. Uh, but the third one, the thing is, there were a lot of things about it that I actually really liked. It was just weird because the whole, I mean, we're getting off topic, but like yeah. the whole oh, thing yeah. about Jurassic Park is that it's not like an adventure movie where, oh, it's not like the mummy where, oh, Emotep's back. We got to go stop him again. Or Harry Potter constantly is trying to, you know, vanquish Voldemort. Like they don't have to go back to, they don't have to go back to the <laughs> island. Yeah, it, it, it's purely a survival type situation yeah just in a very unique extreme circumstance that that's exactly what it is yeah um and and yeah i would have to agree with you on that it is there there is a very minimal driving force that gets them to the island and then the rest of it is just them trying to make their way out of it there's no like MacGuffin that they have to try to to get to stop the dinosaurs or or uh uh, stop some bad guy who's trying to really there, there's nothing like attached to them other than we need to get out of here to live there's no like antagonistic force that's, that's like yeah and that, that's trying to kill them other than just the dinosaurs and they're not malicious they're just they're just hunting their animals yeah um yeah exactly it's just it's it's weird. like for example they're they're apparently they're they are going to make a second goonies and that is a movie that I can totally see why all of these, I mean, now adults would reconvene and, and wanted, you know, cause they were friends. Like that's the force. That's the connection that pulls them all together. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, like Jurassic Park or yeah. Like there doesn't need to be, there needed to be more after what there needs to be something that happened after obviously with what happened, but it didn't have to be those characters because how, why would they ever want to go back? And that's kind of the, and I feel like as the like writer and writers, directors, they're trying to be like, yeah, how do we get these people to go and do this again? Um, exactly. So let's, we're, we're veering too much Jurassic park. Yeah. We could so, just talk so, about this all day. Uh, that's why I, I pulled it yeah. back to Goonies, which I thought that's cool. They're making a sequel and that would be so much fun. Because I, I, this is the first I'm hearing of that. I, I, I heard that like, that yeah. like in a rumor mill, but I didn't think that was like, confirmed um apparently yeah i mean it's on imdb it said uh like it popped up when i was like looking on imdb on goonies and it said like yeah sean astin said that they were making another one um so it's uh i think most of them are set to return except jeff cohen who was chunk um but yeah that that was that was his only movie that he ever did as far as i know i i love chunk i thought he was adorable and i all (laughs) the all of these all of them were great like i can't uh so the movie kind of starts off with this it's kind of like uh okay it's it's kind of like that you know stranger things thing like and i mentioned this last week oh yeah absolutely so there is something way more uh, endearing about a bunch of kids being on some kind of crazy adventure than when it's teenagers. And because when they're kids, A, it's like they're playing a game, like they've been prepping for this kind of thing. And they have the organizational skills. 
Like, I thought it was just so, like, like a, when they're, like, halfway through the tunnels and uh, Mikey, uh, uh, Sean Aston's character's like, pee break? Who, who needs to pee? Like, it's just such an adult, it's such a, like, a child thing to, to think that way. Like, because, yeah. you know, as kids, we, you may not know it, kids do like structure and they do like routine. And so, or like, like Home Alone, how he's, like, every day would go grocery shopping and do this like you're gonna still do the things that that you are familiar yes yeah um and i just i don't know it was uh it was it it was very well casted yeah it was a Um, solid cast for for the goonies and and i actually really like how they introduced the characters in the beginning of this movie so i'm just gonna kind of jump right into the the beginning of this um so this movie starts off with um in the middle of a prison cell and we see this random prisoner uh, has apparently hung himself. And one of the officers is like investigating and he's like reading the suicide notes, like you schmuck, do you really think I was going to be dumb enough to kill myself? And it turns out the prisoner who hung himself isn't actually dead. He's like sub- supporting himself with some like lead pipe connected to his pants that... and he just, oh, and he God. knocks him out with it. I, so many times in this movie, I jumped or gasp, or like covered my leg. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god! I like totally jumped when he's like reading the note, and then he looks up, and the guy's like smiling at him, and I was like, oh my god! Like that, I definitely like that. That was so creepy. Yeah, he breaks out, yeah. and his mother and brother. These are the the Fratellis. Yeah, the like Fratellis. A crime family, and the mom. Okay, it was just kind of a close up, and you see the hat and the long hair. I thought it was a guy that looked kind of with oh, that kind of looked like a woman and then i realized <laughs> no it's it's a woman this is their mother yeah, yeah. um and i um, thought he's really he's trying to get into the car the guy's breaking out he's trying to get into the car and the door's locked and they're, and they're having the <laughs> argument of like oh it's like the door's unlocked like but every time he's unlocking it he's pulling it which causes it to lock and they're having like that whole thing so he literally just climbs through the sunroof of the car it's like that same, which i thought was really funny but it, yeah but before that he's uh, his brother has like a bunch of these like two by fours like around the the entrance of the 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 jail, and then he's just pouring gasoline like right in front of this jail in broad daylight. And his brother walks out, puts on like a coat, like these like extra like clothes. Like, wait, okay, how did he get out of like the the cell block and get those clothes? And why did no one stop his brother from pouring gasoline? in broad daylight in front of this jail. Did no one see any of these two people doing this? Yeah. Um, that was, I was going to wait, but I'll just bring this up now. This was my, this was probably my only like biggest issue was what was their plan? They broke him out and then that's it. Like there wasn't, it didn't yeah. seem like there was a purpose to it. I thought this was, again, don't judge me. This was my first time seeing the Goonies. <laughs> I don't have a good excuse why I haven't watched it. Um, How dare you? But I thought it was going to be like they were going to, the kids were going to foil their plans or they also were after the treasure or I thought maybe that they were related to, uh, I'm spacing on his name, but Copperpot. Like I thought they, Chester you know. Copperpot. Ch- yes, I thought they were, I thought that they were going to be more, involved and they just and i realized later i'm like no they just kind of broke out and yeah there was no real plan they 
No, they, they, they did have a plan. The, the plan was, and for some reason, like, the mom just didn't tell, like, the brother that they broke out, was to take their uh, f- uh, four-wheel drive SUV car that matched the description of all these other SUVs to a race on the beach and just blend in with the crowd, join the race, and the cops wouldn't be able to f- spot them in the crowd as easily, and then just escape through that, which no, I, I, I know perfectly. And that was really smart. Like, I thought that was great. No, I meant, like, after losing the cops, like, what was the point of breaking him out? Like, other than, okay, they want him broken out, great, but then yeah. they hung around? Like, there was just no real, didn't seem like there was a strong reason for why... Well, I feel like the the main reason they broke him out was, well, one, he's family, and two, he knows, like, where the other two, like, where the hideout is, and he might make, like, a plea bargain. It's like, all right, I'll sell out my family if I get a lighter sentence. So it's like, I think there was just, like, that fear of potentially selling out, because the two brothers, they fight each other constantly. They Mm -hmm. literally, like, threaten to shoot each other over a like pizza or <laughs> later on in the movies it's like yeah yeah no like the sense oh, of yeah. betrayal like <laughs> yeah. that's strong the mother had to break him out for the, her own sake at that point i mean so it's like there, okay. there, there's i feel like there was a very real possibility that he would have totally sold out his brother and potentially his mother just to save his own skin okay but i still think for the this movie and the content and the audience there should have been a little bit more of a connection to the greater the larger story on why he was broken out but that's a fair point but i think it's just not enough uh, yeah but, but um yeah, yeah anyway but, yeah. As, as, as yeah as as um they, they escape they're driving through the town being chased by the cops and as they're driving by um we're introduced to pretty much the entire cast of the Goonies. So we get chunk, mouth, data. Like, they're all just kind of doing their that own thing. That was a things. great way of introducing the cast. Yeah, That was seriously. a great way. So, yeah, you see, like, mouth is helping his dad. Or they're, they're actually, they don't even really, the only one that sees this is chunk. Everyone chunk else and, is. And no one believes him. <laughs> everyone else is just, like, doing their, you know, Random life. stuff, They're yeah. doing life. They're go- doing whatever. And no one else seems to notice. But, like. Yeah, they're, and I just thought that was such a great way to uh, introduce the whole cast. Um, we then meet our main character, Mikey, played by Sean Astin, and his older brother, Brand, who is Josh Brolin. And I was, so they are called the Goonies. They're all called the Goonies because they live in the Goon Docks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 they live just like, out in like the middle of like nowhere they live like kind of like in like the crummy part of town and that is illustrated even more because one of like the rich kind of like elitist kind of uh basically like the like the tennis club douchebag type character yes. shows up it's like oh i need your dad to sign this so we can foreclose all these homes and turn this into a golfing uh a, a, a golf course like and then was, they make the joke. Yeah. yeah, and then make the jokes like, I hope they turn our house into a sandpit so they can get their balls stuck in it. I was getting kind of mixed up because I'm like, okay, they're moving. And then, wait, they're not like, le- and they're like, it's our last day of like being a goonie. I'm like, so I thought they were like moving, moving. And it's like, no, they're just leaving this house, this area. They're probably going to still stay in town. And then I, I, I don't know, I was, I was not very clear on what was going on and then the mom kept talking we meet the mother 
they keep consistently talking about the dad and we don't meet him until they're like till later they just ride by the museum they're like hey dad and then just move on and i yeah. kind of thought that was like if there should have been another scene with the dad in the beginning of like well, unless, I mean, he wasn't, like, uh, he, no, he, he wasn't that important to the story, no, so it's know, like, it, it didn't seem needed. If he was, like, at the house and then just, like, maybe left with the mom, like, oh, I gotta go run back to work. Like, there was just, just something. I just thought it was weird that they kept bringing him up, kind of like he, I mean, he clearly, based on how they were bringing it up, he clearly is a, was a figure in their life. I just thought it was a little odd that he's important because he is he was the one that supplied all this information that's why they have all this yeah. stuff in their attic that's why they're aware of uh one-eyed willie um i just thought it was kind of weird that it was we only meet him through a very quick like hey dad and then just keep yeah. going i just thought that was i i I, I do think that like a, a good way to introduce him is when uh mikey is telling everyone like the story of like one-eyed willie in the attic we could have just jumped to a flashback of his dad telling Mikey that story, like, like as like a bedtime story is like, like that would have been a cool, like way to kind of introduce him. It's just like a random flashback of just him telling all of this. Or if maybe it wasn't a flashback, he maybe was up in the attic with them or something. Like, I just think, I just think he should have been there in, because he was the one that supplied all this information. I think he should have been there other than that one scene. And then the very end, I just thought that was kind of an odd choice. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they're about to, they're about to, their house being foreclosed on, they're having to leave. And this is when all the friends stop by. You have Mouth, who's Corey Feldman, uh, Data. Yeah, he's back. Data. Data? I don't, I kept thinking they called him Dana the whole movie. Yeah, no, it, I thought so too, but no, it, it's, it's Data and they're just saying it weird for some reason. And, um, and uh, he is, um, he's Short Round I from know! Temple of Doom. I was like, Short Round! I was so excited when I saw him. <laughs> um, and, uh, Chunk by Jeff, uh, Jeff Cohen and, am I sp- missing anybody or is that all of them? Uh yeah, there's Chunk, Data, Bran, Mikey, Mouth. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everyone. And so Corey Feldman, you know, as he was in Lost Boys, this is two years before Lost Boys, where we're in this aired when this came out. So I yeah. I was realizing, and he was 16 when Lost Boys came out. So he was probably like 13 or 14 when he made this. And I just think it's so funny because he looks so much older in Lost Boys than he did in this movie. Oh, yeah. In this movie, he looks like he's maybe 10. Yeah, and, seriously. And in, he looks and like at like, most 11 years old in this movie, and in the next one, he looks like he's 15. And and I did mention how... I, I thought, yeah, like... Four, I thought, I like... In the in Lost Boys, I thought that he was like 13 or 14. But, and, but this, he looks so much younger. <laughs> so much younger. <laughs> and I just thought, like, man, two years, he really just, like, grew up. Um... And yeah, seriously. Uh, and um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. And so they end up the like they end up wandering up. To, okay, actually, before they go up to the attic, so the mom comes and she has a it's like Hispanic housekeeper with her. She's like, she's gonna help us pack. And and she's like, does anybody you guys took Spanish? Can you guys like I'm gonna explain to her what she needs to do and and you know translate and mouth who is just a little shit was like <laughs> telling her oh yeah if sure you I'll make translate a mistake, I, I can 
oh yeah this and she's like he she's like telling her like oh yeah this is where uh the the husband keeps all of his sex torture stuff oh if if you mess up you're gonna be but like i'm like are you kidding me and yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> to, to be fair the, the the mom's saying like oh yeah like this is where like we keep like all of our clothes this is where yeah. like you know pants shirts like keep all of this stuff separated and then mouse all like make sure you separate the drugs heroin cocaine go on the top marijuana goes on the bottom keep them separate <laughs> i i just was like oh my i was like when i first saw it, i was like are you kidding <laughs> what a little shit um, i know but there's like a couple like words in spanish that translate very well to english like he yeah. he's like say he's saying like sexual torture devices and it's like sexuality it's like how does how does mrs walsh not pick up on that yeah yeah i know some of the things he sa- i know some of the things he was saying i'm like i mean i know maybe you might not be fluent but maybe she doesn't i don't know i, you, you, you I can know, pick a few up a words. couple words i know you most <laughs> yeah. you know like a few words um and uh they end up making their way up into the attic and and they they're finding so yeah their dad works at the museum uh they have all this stuff from there and they come across uh so chunk is the clumsy he is the he's the clumsy pathological liar <laughs> yeah because like nobody believes him for about anything like yeah i, I saw, he, this, at, I saw early... this car chase with and all these bullet holes and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, really? Like, like when Michael Jackson stopped at your house to use the bathroom? Oh, like, when... <laughs> okay, Michael Jackson didn't stop by my house to use the bathroom. But his sister did. <laughs> but he... It's uh, like, he's, he's just doubling down. <laughs> and he, um... And... But he's also, the, of course, the one in the group that likes to eat. And he is the clumsy one. And so they will, a couple times throughout the movie get him to do stuff knowing he will break it. So Mikey finds this like picture and sees something underneath and he hands it to Chunk who drops it and it breaks. And it's like, did you not yep. just want to drop it just so you can, if someone says how what happened, you can go, oh, it was Chunk's fault. Because that's yep. the... <laughs> was that? Plausible deniability. <laughs> and like later when they're trying to break into the shack and Mouse says something like, Oh yeah, I have pictures of your mom in the bathtub, and and Chunk runs at him, and they move out of the way, and he knocks the door down, like and like, oh thanks, Chunk. Like they, it, they just like, I don't know. I just thought that was so like, they clearly they, they know him so him well. Like a, yeah, yeah. They use him as like a human battering ram, and just they they just kind of dump on him, and it's like, all right, you're a tool for us. That is all. You're our friend, but you're our fat friend, and we will use you as as we see fit. He's also like he's not even really that fat. Like he's gonna No, he's but gonna, I mean compared to the rest of them he is. Yeah, but I mean he's gonna it, it's the he's gonna get it's one of those things he's gonna grow and he's gonna even out. Like that's what that looks like. It's that kind of I, I don't know, I feel like I see that all the time and someone will get made fun of for being fat and it's like they're not that fat. You're just like a yeah. kid. Like um but uh anyway so um they find this treasure map and they realize it's the map to one-eyed willie and and mikey you know explains the whole thing his his dad had shared with him about you know one-eyed willie and and where he kept like i don't know the whole i don't remember the whole thing it was 
Yeah, it, it it was pretty much just him saying that like, oh yeah, One-Eyed Willie, he he was just like this famous pirate, and the British like tracked him down, and uh, he he knew that he was gonna be trapped and he was gonna get killed. Uh, so he he went into this cave and uh, the British sealed him in, and to prevent anyone from stealing his treasure, he made like all these elaborate uh, tunnels and caves and just put booby traps everywhere, and to make sure that no one knew to how to get to his treasure he killed all of his men and then it's like hey mikey if, if he killed all of his men then how did the map or the story make it out it's like oh yeah i asked my dad the same thing and he said one of his men must have made it out with the map and then they all just kind of dismiss him it's like ah you're full of it it's like if this was if this was real then why isn't this in a museum or in some rich guy's safety deposit box that, that does bring up a question it's like why does the dad have all this like museum uh, items in his attic. Why is this not in like the museum's like storage facility or something like that? Yeah, it just seems weird that like some random employee and apparently a low-paying employee, since his house is being foreclosed on, is holding all this very priceless antiques that should be in museum that just aren't there because these are weren't good enough. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was really weird. It's like, why is this random employee just have all these like pirate treasure maps and museum piece like artwork? Yeah, yeah. It it yeah. it didn't. I mean, you're kind of just like whatever about it, but yeah, no, exactly. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But Mikey's like, if we can find it, maybe we can save our house, and and all of them are just saying no, whatever, and especially Brand who the mom basically said, you can't let him out. Uh, and, oh, wait, we I forgot. There's a scene I really want to talk about. When the yeah. people from, the people that are going to foreclose in the house come by and they're like, is your dad home? And Brand's like, no. And they're like, is your mommy home? And it's like, first of all, these are all clearly like at least 10, 10 year olds. Like, and like they're, Brand, they're teenagers. Brand's just like, uh, uh no she's not she's out buying pampers for us like he's he's like 16 years old you don't need to treat him like he's a baby i just thought that was so like he's like uh i appreciate that he called him out on it being like uh no no uh i thought he was gonna say no my mommy's not home i was waiting for that uh, but I thought that, that <laughs> yeah was, no he he, yeah. he was just he was just calling him out was like okay you're talking down to me I'll talk down to you you asshole <laughs> um but, it, but the mom basically said to Bran like don't let uh you know don't let Mikey out because he has asthma and just not really safe and but they Brandon and Mikey have a really they have a solid relationship yeah like he he picks on him but he there are moments like earlier on when the, like, they're first being introduced where it's like. It's like, oh, I care about you too, Squirt. Yeah. I get the hell away from me. Yeah. <laughs> and he just throws him across the room after this, like, mildly touching moment. Yeah. So they end up, t- and he's, like, constantly working out, and he's using one of those, like, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they're, like, the hands, the things with the handles that, you know, with the springs. Yeah, it's, and- like, it, yeah, it, it's like, a, like a tension cable. Yes. Or something. I, I, don't, I don't know specifically they what it's called, use- but, yeah, it, it's basically just a spring with, like, two handles on the side of it that you just pull for for tension they use those to tie him up and they run away and because they're like they're gonna go find treasure and then he's trying and i guess the mom comes home he's still tied he's sitting on the chair tied up or no he's on his back like turtling yeah yeah he he, he fell over (laughs) and the mom's just like 
you, what are you doing? Like, why, what is it with you and your weird workouts? He's like, mom, like, like untie me. Like she's not getting it. And and Rosalie just freaking out. It's like, oh God, no, is this, is this, is this a cartel hit? Cause, cause they're talking about drugs and all these like weird stuff going on in the house. Like, what did I just walk myself into? (laughs) These people are crazy. I'm going to die. Um, and then he decides to like, he, he eventually gets free. He goes out to go look for them. They they flat his tires so he can't chase him. There's a little girl on like a pink bike with a basket and training wheels. <laughs> yeah. He literally picks yeah, her up and takes the bike. And she's just like standing there like, that's my bike. I, <laughs> like, I want my bike. I want my bike. <laughs> and uh, they, so the, the Goonies find they figure out like, oh, they're the two rock formations and the lighthouse. So that's where that's where the treasure is. And they see the shack and they see some people go in. And then that's when Chunk stumbles upon the garage and sees the car and the bullet holes and is like, Oh my yeah. god, this is the car, this is the car. They yeah. go and s- But yeah. before they but before they even get that close, they hear what sounds very clearly to me, two gunshots and like um mouth uh data and mikey are like oh what was that and then chunk runs up, was like mikey mikey that was a gunshot like you gotta believe me like that was a gunshot and they just all assume it's like oh chunk believes it's a gunshot it must not be a gunshot so they just don't believe him but that they hear and it's like, it oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like no no it was something else they must have dropped something they, they they dropped some wine or something like it's like uh oh okay because that's uh, the sound that wine <laughs> makes when it lands on the ground yeah I, I i forget i forget what they like mistakenly thought it was to try to like ease their minds out of it. it's like yeah no that clearly wasn't a gunshot that that wasn't that wasn't anything like that um and they they so, stumble inside yeah. and this is when we meet the mother of the, the Fratellis, Fratellis and yeah. yeah she is way more terrifying than than the son she's right she kind of makes me think of like Kathy Bates and misery a little bit like that mainly her uh her hair and her like design but also she's just herself is very creepy and bitchy and and she you know I I understand later when it's like they know too much but at this point she could be just like, oh, stupid kids wandered in here. Get out of here. Like, we're closed. Yeah, it's like... And they're... Yeah, because yeah. I, I think, like, her reasoning is, is, like, if they actually saw or heard anything, then why would they even be here? Because if they heard the gunshots or saw the gunshots or, like, kill us, like, kill those two, like, we later learned that they were, like, uh, they, they were, like, cops or, like, government agents or something. They, they were they were some type of authority. Yeah. Um, like, then why would these kids even be here? if they knew that we had just killed two guys. So I'm going to mess with them, freak them out, scare them out of here, um, which kind of works. Uh, well, before then, so she gives them, she serves them water and it's brown. Then Mikey's like, I it's gotta... Like, it's wet in it. Drink it. Mikey's like, I gotta, I gotta pee. I gotta use the bathroom. And she's like, tells him like, fine, but stay to the right. Don't go to the left. And he is trying to follow, trying to follow the map. And he stumbles upon sloth who is their other who is the fratelli's other brother who we find out at the end apparently he got dropped a couple times and i'm like i mean is this the result of being dropped i think i think there was like more to it than that but it 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 definitely is a factor 
and he's chained to the wall, Mikey uh, ends up, he, he goes back up, freaked out, and Brand is there. And actually, before Brand is there, Brand's chasing after them on this bike. And so then there's, we officially meet Troy, who's like the, you know, school like jock, you know, asshole guy. Uh, Andy, who's, you know, his girlfriend or whatever. And Steph, her best friend, who is Martha Plimpton, who she was the mother in Raising Hope. Uh, she's, I, I was like, oh, you, like I, I, it's, I didn't know she was in this. And um, they see him and okay, Andy at first started off as being the like, I thought she was gonna be like, oh, she's the popular girl, but she's actually really sweet. And I don't know, she got on my nerves. Like, she was just, oh, I'm I can be on board with damsel in distress, but not when you're intentionally playing it up, which is what she did throughout the movie. Yeah, she she she's kind of useless. Um, and they see him, and they're driving along. They see him on the bike, and they're like, "Hey, can we give you a ride?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm good." And then to Troy, he grabs him, holds his hand down, races down in the car, and sends him flying like over, over the, the edge of a cliff. And it's like, it's like, dude, you just killed a guy. Yeah, I'm like you might have you killed. Yeah, I'm like you might have just killed him. What the hell? And so, uh, a brand finds them in the shack and uh just like trying to get them out and of course no one's believing no one believes uh chunk chunk or mikey Mikey about what what he saw yeah it's like yeah mikey saw it's like i saw an it a giant and it was chained to the wall and it was all gross and disfigured and everything and the of course the only one who who believes him is Chunk, so therefore no one believes him. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and and no one believes Chunk that is like, yeah, I just saw I just saw uh, an SUV with bullet holes like this big, and he's over-exaggerating the size of the, the bullet holes. He's holding up both hands and trying to make a circle with it. It's like, dude, no, the bullets were, were not that big. They were like 9mm. <laughs> you're, you're holding like the size of like an elephant gun. Yeah. Like size, like, like shotgun shell. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're exaggerating stop it chunk go home and they and then you know steph and uh, andy you know make their way down there like hey we're so sorry about what troy did and blah blah and they kind of just eventually are unknowingly along for the ride and they end up finding they're, they're following the map and they yeah. find this i really like jumped uh chunk smells ice cream he opens a freezer and then there is a dead guy in there and his eyes are still wide open. Yeah, I was like, <gasps> like I legitimately gasped, gasped. I like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It's one of the um, agents that they shot. And be- before they even go inside, the Fratellis leave carrying a giant body size garbage bag, throw it in the car. And you, you hear them saying like, get her, get, get him in the car. It's like, why'd you shoot a cop? And like you, you hear them, saying this but i guess the the rest of the people there don't um yeah. and they're like oh what was that it's like a uh, uh, restaurant trash yeah just restaurant normal restaurant trash and they're, they're just getting rid of it um <laughs> they're, they're trying to rationalize it so they are not like freaking out that they just potentially witnessed a murder yeah. or anything uh like that uh so after the fratellis leave they break back in. It's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys that. It's like, yeah, this, this is it. And 
they all go inside because the girls step on a rake and there's like a fish skin Ugh, on, yeah. the t- on the on the on the handle of the rake so it jumps out in front of them so they freak out run inside it's like god something jumped out in front of us trying to kill us i was so scared <laughs> i mean i'd scream at that too that was pretty horrible yeah and then they they go downstairs find the dead body and then they find a printing press that's just printing a bunch of hundred dollar bills and it's like oh my god, I recognize these people because they have like their own one poster downstairs. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the Fratellis. They're, they're the people upstairs. Like, oh man, we're dead. So they escape through a tunnel that they discover in the fireplace after knocking over a water cooler. It's like, all right, this, this is where, gonna, where we're going to have to go. Except they accidentally leave Chunk in the they're freezer. They're trying to push the <laughs> so dead guy back in and Chunk is like leading him in. And then I'm like, oh no, they're going to forget him. And I thought it would be like a second. No, they forget him and they leave him in there. For like a good. And then <laughs> Chunk eventually, and the Fratellis come back. Chunk uh, goes to the fireplace and they're like, you got to break out. You got to go get help. And I don't know. I kind of thought, I get, yes, he's not in the fireplace. He could just go get help. But also, he's still in the house. It might be just safer for him to go down with them at that point. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, like, no one knows where they are. Yeah. It's like, okay, he's not in here. It's like we need we need someone so, to call the police. Go out the window. So the next yeah. gas moment comes a few minutes later. Chunk escapes. He runs to the street and he stops a car and says, "My friends and I, we just we just found the Fratelli's hideout. You got to take me to the sheriff's station." And it's the brother that was broken out of jail in the beginning. And I was just like, oh, "God!" And he's constantly singing. I guess he is an opera singer. That actor. And so he sings no, opera no, a lot? I don't think so. But I mean, yeah, he, he just sings like randomly just a bunch Let of me like, look it up. I, I... opera in, uh, in Italian or something like that. But yeah, he, he's just constantly singing. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, just like, what? <laughs> and his brother just like grabs Chunk and just tries to manhandle him, throws him in the trunks. Like, how how could you have this much of a problem oh, with the he's kid? A, and he's a trained opera He, he throws him. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is. And so that's oh. why he and he, I guess it was his idea to sing a lot, especially to Sloth. And I, okay. I, it was a night, it was an interesting little trait, but I was also like, why are you singing? Stop, like, you're constantly it's like, singing. Oh, it's creeping me out, man. <laughs> um, They take Chunk, they put him in the back of the car with the dead guy. And, and the other dead body. And, uh, <laughs> The goons side, they got to make their way. They re- they realize they got to follow the map. They're making their way into the cave. And they, okay, There's a they come across a bunch of pipes. And they realize they're right under the country club. And so all these, like, guys are in the shower. Yeah. And the, like, handles are, like, disappearing or breaking. And they're all just like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, eyes fucking the, the, out? Yeah. Well, a, a random water fountain is just going up and down. And it, that was it hits so a dude funny. In the face, trying, to... trying to drink. The water fountain's <laughs> just getting pulled down, and he keeps going down with it. And then, yeah, it comes up and hits him in the face. And I was like, "What?" And it just launches him backwards. Like, okay, that was really funny. And then Troy's uh, using using a, a, a ba- going to the bathroom, and the toilet just just old faithful just geyser launches him into the that roof. Was, that was Troy. Totally, okay, I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was Troy. Then he just like falls down. Water's just flowing everywhere and just splashing everywhere. And he's just like, 
daddy! Yeah. <laughs> and there, everyone, uh, all the Goonies are downstairs, like, they're all freaking out because uh, the pipes are, are freaking out because Mouth was able to, like, identify as, like, oh, man, like, if we bang on all these pipes, because his, his dad's a plumber, so he, he knows what these things go yeah. to. It's like, if we bang on these, it'll make a bunch of noise, but someone will probably hear us and, and come down and save us. Um, but it caused, like, some, like, built-up pressure, and it turns one of the pipes into, like, this pressure washer, and it just blasts uh, this boulder out of the way and opens up a, a secret tunnel, and they all go through that to escape the chaos that they just caused. And some of these traps are crazy. They eventually stumble across, yeah. uh, was it, what was the name again? Joe Copperpot? Ch- Chet? Ch- oh, no, yeah, we, we, we didn't... Ch- Chester, Chester Copperpot. Yeah, we we didn't mention this before, um, but in the attic, um, all the all the Goonies and everyone they like they don't believe that this this treasure like one eye Willie like the entire treasure is real uh, until they find this article from like a long time ago. I don't, I don't remember the specific year that they said uh, that it was, um, but Ch- local uh, treasure hunter Chester Copperpot uh, quotes: "I found the key to one eyed Willie." And then they find his body and a uh, like a necklace type key that is just uh, a skull face with like uh, holes, like triangle holes for the uh, eyes and the nose. And it's just it's just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they take it off, but his head rolls off. His skull rolls off. It's like, oh, OK. And they're all freaking out. And it's like, quick, check his wallet. See, see who it is, because no, no one remembers who this person is like. Oh, it's that Chester Copperpot guy, except for mouth. And it's like, and when they check his wallet, it's like, it is Chester Copperpot. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this guy was a pro. If he didn't make it, then what chance do we have? And they're freaking yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, it's, I, I think later is when Mikey makes the point, like, look how far we've come. Like we can't just, it's, oh, when they, they're underneath a wishing well and they're like, he's like, yeah. look how far we've come though. We can't stop. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, and or when they first when they find uh, Chester Copperpot, they they realize that there's a bunch of booby traps, and he like find and and it's they're yeah. pretty elaborate, like oh, extremely. And so yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a bunch of these like stone uh, pillars supported by chains that uh, if they like open the wrong door or something, it'll it'll just cause all these boulders to in this very narrow hallway to just come crashing down to the yeah. floor uh which eventually happens but they, they manage to, to to get away in time and uh after data finds some like flares and sets up some some booby traps and they, they keep making the same joke it's like yeah i'm gonna set up some booty traps it's like you mean booby traps that's what i yeah. said booby traps yeah. it's like all right um, <laughs> like they, they say this, like, I think they make that same joke, like, uh, a couple times in so, the movie. <laughs> the thing about Data is, he's, like, the inventor of the group, which isn't really explained, uh, other than at the very end, I guess his dad is also an inventor. But he has all of these, he wears constantly all of these various, like, contraptions, and they're things that save their lives, like, a few times. And, uh... Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, he goes and... When the traps are set, they're like, I first I thought they're like boulders are like falling. And I'm like, oh, my God, Brad. Like, I felt so, so afraid that he was going to get because <laughs> uh, of where he was. And then, yeah. And then they like make it out. And 
yeah, it's pretty. There are just yeah, so many times where you are just on the edge of your seat in this movie. Yeah, th- there there are multiple times where like one or if not all of them almost dies. Like Data in particular, he he almost dies um quite horrifically later on. Um, he he almost flies up. He almost falls in this like spike yeah. pit, uh, and he uses uh this this like like teeth like these like pair yeah. of like fake dentures attached to a spring that launches out from his sleeve and just grabs onto a rock above him and he just uses it as a grappling hook and it's like oh my god it's like hey guys i found another room and apparently yeah. it was the right room that just happened to lead to a very treacherous uh yeah entrance um yeah, it, it is really fun how they kind of go about this. But uh, in, in the wishing well, um, they're all like, oh, we should get out of here. And they find Troy and a couple of his like buddies like bragging about was like, oh, so how far have you made it with Andy? It's like, uh, not not that far, man. But I mean, it's only a matter of time before yeah, we go uh, all Troy the way. Yeah, basic 80s the- gross like high school like jock. Like, like in the beginning of the movie when we first meet them. But- He's like lowering his mirror, his rear view mirror, so he can look down her shirt. And it's like, first of all, gross. Second of all, yeah. that's dangerous. Classic. You need that to see behind you. And um, <laughs> uh, they basically are like, you know, he's like, what? They, they re- <laughs> so he throws a penny down, wishing that he'll go all the way with Andy, which, first of all, if you say it, it won't come true, dumb shit. Sec- secondly, Ex- the coin. Exactly. The co- comes back up and he's like what and he catches it and then he uh realizes they're all down there and he's like andy what are you doing down the well and she's like just go get help and they're or they're or, or lower the it's like see guys or lower wishes the do come true. so they can get out and they're all about to get out and then <laughs> i think i don't remember it uh uh data who data who like Data who tries to go Data. first. I don't know. Somebody tries to go first, or maybe it was Mouth. And Brand's like, no, because Mouth in the begin- brand of the beginning was like, I'm the oldest, I'm in charge. And he's like, Andy's gonna go first. And I was thinking, don't have Andy go first because you know that it's Troy. He's just gonna only help her. He's not gonna help any of the others. And they decide anyway. And this yeah. is when Mikey has a speech of, no, we like, he can't leave. Like, look how far we've come, and we we're we went we made it farther than Chester copper pot like we got to keep going so then andy just sends up just the sweat troy's like letterman like sweater and he sees it and he goes yeah and then <laughs> he's like he's like andy you goony and, yeah. <laughs> um and 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 multiple times throughout this it, it keeps uh cutting back to a chunk after being kidnapped by the Fratellis and it's like, all right, I want you to spill your guts about everything. It's like everything, everything. Cause they're, they're threatened to put his hand in a, in a blender and, and destroy his hand. Um, and so instead of him telling them what they want to hear of where his friends went and that basically the entire situation that they're currently in, he's telling them all the bad stuff that he did. I was like, Oh, one time I cheated on my spelling test. And, and, and one time I, I pushed my sister down the stairs well, and I blamed yeah, well, it on so, the yeah. dog. Well, they're and trying to get him I went... to talk. <laughs> he's like, talk- <laughs> like, where are your friends? What do you guys know? And they're going to like, they're, they're threatening to like put his hand in the blender. And then he, and you know, he's oh, a yeah. kid, he's crying, he's freaking out. And he says, finally, like, 
revealing all of the past mistakes he's made. And again, it, 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 they he starts doing it. It cuts back to the Goonies, then cuts back to him. He's still doing it. Then cuts back, and then cuts back again. He's still going, just like. And I, I, I just love the reactions of the Fratellis. Like the, the one brother who's like, who's like wearing a like a hairpiece. He's just like hand in his face, like Jesus Christ, what have I done? And the other brother's like, Hey, mom, I'm really starting to like this kid because <laughs> one of the stories that he says is that one time I went to a movie theater and I went up to the second balcony and I and I had this plastic bag full of like fake vomit and I pretended to make all these vomiting noises and went, huh, huh, yeah. Huh. And then I just threw it over, and everyone, this this was awful. Everyone just started puking on each other, and that was the worst thing I ever did in my life. And then it's like, the mom is just like, all right, hit puree, we're putting his hand in. It's like, no, not my hand. And then right after they did that, um, earlier on, um, the, the group down in the tunnels opens up this, like, cavern, and, like, this huge stream of bats just flies through, and it's like, oh, man, we, we messed up, and the bats just burst through the fireplace and just swarm over the Fratellis in chunk. And it's like, oh, see, I told you there was a tunnel there. And then they just believe him after that. And then they just lock him up next to Sloth and where Sloth and Chunk just bond almost immediately because Sloth offers him a baby Ruth bar. And then Sloth breaks his chains and then breaks uh, Sloth, uh, Chunk out. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to call the cops. And the cops don't believe him because apparently he's made a bunch of prank calls to the cops as well. And one of them was just the Goonie or uh, was Gremlins. Yeah. He's like, oh, is this uh, about the time about all those those careers that multiply when you get them wet? And it's like, oh, is this about the Armenian terrorists that took over the, the Holiday Inn? And he's like, Jesus, <laughs> Chunk. So, yeah, he when he meets Sloth, um, he's like, you know, trying to make friends with him and he's like beyond terrified and sloth is terrifying and he offers him like a baby ruth and that's of course and then he drops he tries to toss it to him and hits him with it and he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah he hits him in the head (laughs) but they you know they get out they 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 bust out and then they go after everyone else which i'm like yeah like that's nice and uh so the goonies yeah they're making their way and then uh the so the fratellis are because you know it's easier they're just following their footsteps and as well as they've already set off traps and they they don't really need to go through any major hurdles that they haven't that the goonies haven't figured out already so they're on their they're hot on their trail and this is when things get really they see that they're right behind them they're having to cross this like log and uh data decides data decides oh i can't <laughs> you you keep making this in yeah, data. data he he I is mean, like it's like yeah. i got an idea slick shoes like oil in his shoes for some reason has like yeah he has like like an oil slick just spurting out of the back of his sneakers and he's just leaving this like very slippery trail on this already looking like a very like slippery log it's it just covered in moss and is constantly slick from water just rushing over it and it's like how is this log even still there after after being there for potentially hundreds of years like you you would think that with the that constant stream of water that it would have rotted away at least from the yeah. bottom uh and just given out from the weight of what eight people walking over it yeah and uh the Portelli brothers, you know, slip on it and 
land right on the log and ah ha ha it's funny because they're land right on their balls they, yeah they fell <laughs> on their nuts and then the yeah. next one does the same thing and then this is this is when it things get very on edge it's uh dangerous they have, yeah it's like a piano you have to play play it right but if you make too many mistakes the floor is going to give away so anytime they and i thought that was yeah. like do you think it was certain notes trigger certain p- parts of the floor to to give way or do you think it was just like the time it, you know i i think it was, i think it was just I yeah. think it was just timing, not necessarily like, oh, this this wrong note was played at the wrong time. So this specific part, I, I think it was just whenever they hit a, a random thing, like this section is going to fall off. This it, it was just which yeah. section was going to fall off at a random and point, not if just she it was time. plays the and, and um, so Andy was the one playing, and she hits the right notes, uh, like a door basically starts to open, like a like a, a light starts opening. Yeah, their 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 only escape opens, and it's very on edge they're running out of places they're running out of floor and they literally they're all holding on to each other they are out of floor and if she miss makes it was like i can't tell if it's an a sharp or a b flat and it's like hey, if you get it wrong we're all gonna be flat it's like ha, ha. it's like nah, it's oh the time, i Mikey. think <laughs> i skipped to be skip a part where they uh when they stop for their like pee break and Steph is telling Steph oh, is telling yeah. Andy like, um, "Come on, like rip this I'll hear of all places like now." And then she's like, "Brand, brand." And I don't get why. I mean, it's stupid teenage boy. He doesn't seem to. The fact the whole movie, every time they're together, they almost kiss. Her and Brand, and yeah. she's calling after him. Brand's like, "Hey, Mikey, go see what she wants." Which is like, oh boy. Yeah, go it's, see what she's whining then about. Very will ya? dark. <laughs> She grabs Mikey, unaware that it's Mikey, and kisses him. And it's just like, he's like, okay, and then just whatever. What's going on? And and afterwards, he's kind of like, well, that just happened. And Steph is dying laughing. She's like, she's first of all, Andy's like, I don't, hmm, he's actually a really good kisser. I didn't, but I didn't, you know realize he had braces it's like does Bray wear braces you see him (laughs) you see he doesn't wear braces no yeah but but steph's all like next time you should kiss with your eyes open it's a whole different experience um and then she's like i was like oh watch your step i think brain was stepping in a hole that whole time because she didn't because i was oh i was like oh my god and yeah after that they started to have like there were these like little i don't know it was like it was it was like there was more dialogue between Mikey and Andy after that. And I wasn't sure. And I'm like, is it because she figured out that that wasn't brand? And she realized she liked, it was kind of weird. I wasn't really. She she didn't figure that out until like the very end. At the time I was like, but yeah, she finally, she, at the end, she and brand finally kiss. And she's like, what happened to your braces? He's like, I don't wear braces. Mikey wears, (gasps) which is like, like, but also, Mikey, that's Mikey didn't so a bit, go no. <laughs> in intentionally to make out with this teenager. He just went in because he's like, oh, I think she needs help. Like, he was being, like, a nice person. <laughs> and I just thought the whole thing was like, come on, you know that he didn't go out of his way to make out with this girl that you're trying to get with. Um, 
Mikey's stealing your but, girl. Uh, <laughs> any, yeah. Take that, Thanos. <laughs> I know. I know. At the very end, when they the jewels are revealed, I'm I'm like, and that's when he becomes obsessed with stones and and <laughs> he turns purple stones. and and turns into Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was waiting at the whole movie. I'm like, I know at some point I'm gonna make like a Thanos joke. Uh, any. I meant even while I was just watching it, not even this podcast, just when I was watching the movie. I'm like, where is that Thanos joke going to be? Yeah. Like, where is the Thanos meme in this movie? <laughs> um, <laughs> the meme. So, yeah. Was it Mouth, though, that um, said the whole, yeah. if, if you press the wrong one, we're going to be flat? Yeah, I, I think I'm, that was Mikey. Or it was either, it was yeah, Mikey I, I, or after it they was... I don't remember if it's Mikey or Mouth, but I I just love, I think Brands, I think, yeah, it was Mikey and Brands' face after was just very, like, ugh. <laughs> and I'm Dude, pretty seriously. sure, and I'm looking at you, like, I don't know if it's A, 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 uh, A sharp or B flap. I mean, it was A sharp. It had the sharp thing. It wasn't a, like, like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know I mean, how to reach it. usually has a button um, next to it, but, but yeah. um, anyway. But yeah, they, they, she, she hits the right note and they, they escape and the Vertellos, like, they, they get there, like, just after they they saw that and they go down this this water slide which leads to this basically like this hidden lake and he's like we found we found the ship we found it and this was something that my dad whenever whenever this movie is like on tv my dad always asks like oh is this the part where the octopus shows up and for the longest time i had no idea what he was talking about because apparently there's a scene uh, in this movie, that, like a deleted scene in this movie, where after they fall in there and they're they're looking at the uh, the ship, uh, apparently this octopus attacks them and they, they 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 fight an octopus. And at the very end of the movie, yes, with the scene, even with the scene cut, they're talking to like these reporters, like they're they're sort of like, oh yeah, we 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 fought the Vertellis and and we we found this octopus and we we found the ship, and they're like the reporters, are like what what the hell's going on? And for That's the longest time, was? like, wait, I when was the octopus like, being like? I don't know. I thought they were just trying to make it more adventurous, even more adventurous for some reason. Okay, it's I like, was like, yeah, I, I thought, heard that. I'm like, octopus? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, the, there, there's a deleted scene. You can find it on YouTube, just a deleted scene of just them fighting an octopus. And I, I think the way they do it is they just put, like, a Walkman, like, on its head and just crank the music all the way up. And, like, that just, like, shocks its system enough to just, like, Ugh. leave them alone. Um, it... Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that they cut it, but it's just like because it, it was kind of a weird pace breaker and just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, and also, the octopus looks kind kind of garbled. Um, <laughs> it, it's very it's very rubbery looking, yeah. like something out of like a 1950s like sci sci fi yeah. B movie. Um, yeah, um, they find the the treasure. They find they find the ship. They they go in. They kind of go exploring, and Mikey goes in alone for a second and finds one-eyed Willie and basically they all start taking everything. And it's, it's actually this very like kind of tender, it's a sweet moment just of like, he did it. He made it this far. He, and every, and then everybody apparently was listening. Oh, so before way earlier in the movie, they come across these candles and I'm like, Oh, it's dynamite guys. Have you ever seen a movie? Yeah. But yeah, then the, later, the, the, the... 
Yeah, the the flares that that da- yeah the flares that that data uses for like booby traps, a couple of them are labeled dynamite but or then, TNT, and I guess they just ignore that later, for now. They're holding candles, and I'm like, oh, they are candles. Oh, okay, that's that's a, what a twist of events. And then no, uh, later <laughs> they are there is dynamite. <laughs> um, yeah, that they're they they were just a mixed bag. <laughs> it was just a very precarious mixed bag. But yeah, when they're in the treasure room, they're uh, it's like it's like. Mouth is like trying to grab stuff from uh some treasure from like this like uh balance this like thing, yeah. weighted kind of uh balance balance thing and it's like no no no, no. leave that that's really everything else you can take that uh and earlier on we see that uh sloth and chunk are like all right we're, we're like the cops are a no show we're we're gonna go down there and we're we're gonna try to save them ourselves and uh they're they're you you see them every once in a while just kind of like slowly following them they just like oh yeah we totally found them. This is they were definitely here because they find all the pipes that are still moving and bouncing everywhere. And Sloth just like, all right, he just pushes them all up, and you just hear this yeah. car crashing, this lady screaming, and a bunch of sirens like, oh oh, it's like okay, that's um, funny. <laughs> uh, they um, and then of course the the Fratellis finally have caught up with them and yeah, make them give up all of their stuff. Mouth has a bunch of stuff in his mouth he had like a long chain of pearls and a bunch of like gems <laughs> and and they tie them up and uh andy calls her a witch and then she like grabs a sword and then has her walk the plank and i was just waiting because their hands were tied but their feet were free but also i'm like i was just waiting for someone i'm like i really want to see at some point in my, i want to see somebody walk a plank and then being like, oh, no, it's not like I can swim and then just jump off willingly. Because as long as you can move and there's no, yeah. like, it's not like shark infested waters, you should be fine. And then Brand, Brand, ju- and exactly. she's, of course, freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like by this point, I'd be like, you know what? I would just be so, I I don't know. I There were a couple times where I'm like, why can't someone just run at her and push <laughs> her overboard? Not, uh, the Mrs. Fertelli, like. Like she's uh, and and then Brand yeah. dives in after her and then of course this is when they finally he gets her they finally kiss and she makes note like huh your braces are gone and he and yeah um yeah and and while the Vertellas are like all right two down who's next like wait Brown wasn't even tied up so it's like what did you accomplish you knocked them off the ship you can still climb up the ship they're, I know they're and, still there uh, <laughs> it's, it's like you didn't kill them or stop anything you just made it more con- inconvenient for you to kill them now because they're now out yeah. of range because like I don't think well, any of them guns, have any guns think, anymore uh fell down in the ship like they lost their gun but yeah uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they first show up, uh, Data's like, "All right, this is war. I'm gonna stop them." So he he has like this like suction cup like uh thing in his belt buckle. It latches onto the Fratelli's only gun left, and it like instead of pulling the gun towards him, it pulls him towards the gun, and he bunches. Uh, he like uh like crashes into them, and it causes the gun to fall into like the bottom decks of the ship in like the hole like right in front of them. It's like so they just pull out swords from all the dead pirates. It's like, all right, now we're gonna play pirate. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, a- that, after that part yeah. was that was that was that was really cute when uh, sloth and and chunk yeah. show up and they're in like the pirate stuff and and uh he chunks yeah hey you chunk guys. is getting his friends. <laughs> And the Fratellis are trying to, like, 
handle sloth. He then rips off his shirt and he has a Superman shirt underneath. And and yeah. he's, just, so he's, so, he's just so done with his family. <laughs> and by this point, and he throws the mother overboard. And Yeah, after after he knocks out his brothers. Um, he, they, they, there's like, I was like, oh yeah, let's play jump rope. And they're like mimicking, like tying him up. It's like jump rope. It's like, yeah, jump rope. Jump. It's like, oh, jump rope. It's like ring around. And they try to tie him up and Sloth like immediately like pulls the rope towards uh, himself and just causes his brothers to just headbutt yeah. and knock him out. And then his mom is all like, it's like, oh, remember when I used to sing to you? It's like, uh, rock my baby on the treetop. When the, when the cradle will fall, when the ball breaks, the baby will fall. It's like, baby. And like, as soon as like uh the mama fratelli says like baby will fall it just like triggers sloth's like it's like oh it's like uh i only dropped you once or maybe twice and then sloth just throws his mother overboard and then just dives in after the goonies after they all uh escaped and as far as we know they didn't take any treasure with them they all dumped him on the deck of the ship when the fratellis uh first captured them so so they managed to there's like we're escaping with our lives and and uh, Mike is all like, "Wait, Brian, what about all that rich stuff?" It's like, it's like, well, it's like we, it's not gonna mean anything if we're all dead. It's like, but all that rich stuff is like, come on, and he just drags um, them out. And the Fratellis decide, yeah, they try to go in and take some of the treasure. They take some from One Eye Willie's treasure, which sets off all these traps—a booby trap of like a booby trap, rocks falling, and basically they all gotta get out. They they use some dynamite to blast open. Uh, Blast an opening, <laughs> and then a rock falls in front of it. Sloth yeah. pushes it so he can get get out. Bell can get out, and and Chunk's just like, no, Sloth, no, and it's so sad. I was like, no, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, they all yeah, like Sloth, Sloth, yeah, Sloth stays behind to to make sure that the Goonies get taken out or that the the, the Goonies escape, and is like. His, his mom and like the brothers like sloth help us it's like mom and it's like so he he stays behind and while this is all happening like the entire like cave is collapsing and a bunch of like parts of the ship are um basically just triggering from like that booby trap of like you know like the sails are, are being massed and uh the the anchor is being lifted and this huge opening uh in the cave like right in front of the ship is just uh opening they're they're just all these rocks are collapsing so it's like what's what's going on um but after the goonies escape they're they're like found like immediately by the police and all these reporters and her family show up within minutes (laughs) it's like man their response time was really fast yeah yeah and um um then the you know fratellis show and sloth and they and of course they're trying to arrest sloth too and chunk's like no these are the bad guys, like, leave them alone. And he's and like, then yeah. he's like, you know, Sloth, you're going to come live with me now because I love you. And he's like, I love you too. It was so cute. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like, should you talk that over yeah, with your parents yeah, first? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just going to invite this random stranger who I've known for a day uh, <laughs> to, to live with us. I don't know if he's unstable or anything like that, but it's like, he's my best friend now. And so that's all I need to know. There's an episode of Bob's Burgers that's kind of spoofing a little bit on the Goonies. And, of course there uh, is. 
it's like it's when they break into like the taffy factory like that's about to be demolished and oh, Louise yeah. gets yeah. stuck and lost and she finds this like it's just like it's it's taffy but it looks like a guy and it's wearing like a coat and hat and when they get out she's like now taff you're gonna come live with me and linda's like you're not taking that thing home with us like i was waiting for one of the parents to be like uh, uh, what we're okay we're adopting this yeah adult messed up man this this yeah this this grown man <laughs> also why am I not surprised that you know the parody of a classic movie I knew, before the I actual knew, movie? <laughs> like, because it's called The Felchies, so I think I knew it was based off The Goonies. I just didn't, <laughs> hadn't seen The Goonies. I don't know. But also, this is what really finally sealed the deal for me, was when there's a Cindy Lauper song in this. It's like, like, The Goonies are good <laughs> enough. And there is a Bob's Burgers yeah. equivalent. And it's the same music, but different lyrics. Also, Cindy Lauper. You can find it on Spotify or YouTube, whatever. It's called Taffy Butt. And it's the That's same. Funny. It's like the same. It's so <laughs> funny. And I'm like, I was like, oh, my God. And I think I kind of knew, oh, the Belchies. It's like the Goonies. I knew that. But I don't think I knew the, obviously didn't really know the plot of the Goonies well enough that I. I the movie to, to no, fully like I knew like, the together. title was spoofing it. I didn't realize the whole episode was. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. And so then, uh, the, of course this, yeah, the so... country club foreclosure guy comes over and like, uh, like really right now, you think this is an appropriate time to make him like give up his house and sign. sign. Also he doesn't, it was just, he had to sign because he couldn't, I guess, you know, they're foreclosing. He can't afford to live there anymore. And they all had to give up all, they had to give up all their treasure. Yeah. And was it, what's, what's the housekeeper's name again? Okay, Ro- and Ro- Rosalia, Rosalia finds in uh, Mikey's pocket, the Ferrellis didn't check, he has a couple, like, gems, and... Yeah, he, he has a marble bag, and she just, like, pours it out in his hand, and is like, oh and my so, gosh! And so, yeah, they don't have to sell the... They don't have to get rid of the house, they can stay in... And, and then the they see the pirate ship has... Well, as we're seeing all the booby traps go off, pirate ship makes its way into the bay into the ocean and sloth starts going oh and then all the goonies just are going ah and then like that's <laughs> the end of the movie yeah yeah it, it's such a good movie i i absolutely love this movie i'm i'm very surprised that you had never seen this before I until now i don't know i don't know there's no good excuse for it there's no good reason i don't know why i i, I don't know but, um, well, for those of you keeping track at home, that's one less movie to knock off Sam's list. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Lost Boys, I was mad. I thought it was on my list, and I guess it wasn't. And I was like, God, that's what the thing is. My list is so <laughs> long that I miss certain movies. But now, <laughs> you miss the obvious ones. <laughs> but now I have only, oh, 116 left. Wait. Oh, well, this is a show. <laughs> I'm going to take this off. But... <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, um, this is a really fun movie. Uh, it's been for any age, you know, whether you're, it's definitely targeted for kids, but it's, yeah. you know, kids, families, it's, it was, it's super fun. I was like, it's like a thrill ride. I was like on the edge of my seat. Um, I, well, cause I started it late last night and I almost, I, in the beginning, it's like the first 20 or so minutes. 
I paused. I'm like, maybe I'll just go to bed and watch this the rest tomorrow. And then I'll just be like, you know, so I, whatever. And then I like, no, just let's keep watching. And then I just got so sucked in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's just, it's a very captivating movie for, like you said, for, for any and all ages. It, it's just, I, I really like that about Steven Spielberg movies, like movies like this and Jurassic Park. And uh, I guess to an extent, even Indiana Jones or like certain parts of it, mm-hmm. like it, it's, you can pretty much watch that at like any, like for most people, like any, it, it's, I'm having, I'm really tongue tied. It's, it's not dedicated to a singular demographic yeah. or an age range. He kind of caters to everyone. And that's one of the reasons why PG 13 is even a thing is because he made a bunch of movies that kind of like rode the line between PG and R. So they just had to create a specific age rating because of movies like Jaws and Indiana Jones. Wasn't, and it, Temple, they were like, wasn't it Temple of Doom that was specifically the... the I, I don't know if it was Temple of Doom specifically. I just I, it I was remember... Spielberg. It was definitely Spielberg. Yeah, it was definitely I Spielberg. Was I just remember... Doom. Yeah, it, it was it was movies of Indiana Jones and um, Poltergeist that were uh, pushing the envelope between PG and R. Um, I don't remember if it was specifically Temple of Doom. I wouldn't be surprised because that one is a bit, I guess, edgier than the others. Between the um, other Indiana Jones, it's definitely a little creepier. Graphic. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is really fun that the entire concept of PG-13 movies is more or less the thanks to uh, Steven Spielberg. So for that, we thank you, Steven Spielberg, because we know you're listening. Yeah. You're 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 you're, 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 a, you're a one you're a one yeah you're a rabid fan. We'll send you a T-shirt as soon as we make one. <laughs> say, oh, did you say a rabid fan? Yeah, he's a rabid fan. Interesting. I've never heard that. I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't know. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> um. So uh, ju- jumping into what we we started uh, last week of. Could this actually happen, Sam? Is this real? Um, yeah. I I think I kind of... I, I'm thinking of the same things that happened, like, in Lost Boys. I kind of went along the same lines of, like, I think the actions of these kids is very, very realistic. Um, yes. I... But I, I think... It's... We, I, I was I watching it last night, and I still, like... The actions of characters, I think, are very realistic... Um, I think I, there were some things that I feel like weren't as realistic, uh, but such as, so like, you know, why would this museum guy have all these artifacts just in his house? Oh yeah. Uh, why would, you know, um, why would, uh, I'd say something I wanted to bring up. I, apparently there was a Goonies oath that got cut and it's it's really it's it's a kind of a it's it's cute it's kind of this like it's a it's like a little friendship oath on like what ties them together and what makes you a goonie and i kind of felt like the whole i thought they all there was a it was a great group of kids a great group of boys it was a really they definitely have a really great relationship a great friendship but in terms of like what makes a goonie i think that could have been developed a little more Um, yeah uh, you know, just like a little bit more, not like overly like annoying, like we get it, friendship, but just like a little bit more yeah, like friendship like, is magic, whatever, be- because they're, you know, they're called the Goonies because they live in the Goondocks. OK, but like but later, like Andy even says, like she says something like I'm not a Goonie, like I can't like 
but you know i just want to go home um so i think yeah yeah, get, yeah m- multiple times throughout this movie they they say is like it's like never say die goonies never say die it's like okay is that is that like your personal motto or is that like actually a thing like that like they, they say that a couple times throughout the movie and it, it just it's never really fleshed out or brought up yeah um so is this real? I, I'm still like, I honestly still don't even, I think I want to say, I, I stand by, yeah, the action of the characters. Yes. In terms of the sequence of events, uh, I just don't know if I have a yes or no. I kind of want to say yeah. no, but then I'm like, I mean, what's your thought? Like, if, do you think this is real? Could this happen? Um, what, what's your thought on that? Um, well, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that the actions of the characters are definitely believable. Um, the sequence of events that do take place, I feel like kind of pushed the envelope a little bit. And I feel like either kind of drew the line between silly and not realistic. It, like a perfect example of that would be um, when they're like banging on all the pipes uh, underneath the country club and just causing all the uh, the faucets to like, explode or retract into the wall or turn into geysers i felt like that i i don't think that's how plumbing works so yeah. i don't think that was I, I mean i'm not a plumber i have no idea if that's a thing like but i don't think banging on a pipe with a wrench is going to cause a toilet to turn into old faithful i i don't i don't think that's how that works so i i don't think that there are certain elements of this movie where it's like yeah i don't think this is this is real i don't think that's that's gonna work um I think it's just there's but, a not enough, like, there are a lot of things that are very real, but there are also a lot of things that I'm like, I mean, yes, this, I guess this could happen, but, like, it doesn't seem likely that this would happen. There's yeah. just not enough. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, because that's kind of where I stand. I wanted you to go first <laughs> just because, something, like, like last week you made points that really I'm like, huh, interesting. Um, yeah, Um uh, another thing that I, like one one thing that like for like the characters of like the fertility is that didn't really make so much sense to me is why did they let chunk go on a rant so long of just him talking about random nonsense that he did in the past that had no impact on the situation that they were currently in it's like why are they letting him talk about like a spelling test that he cheated on in the third grade like this <laughs> this is not important to what is currently going on and they, I, I don't, I don't understand why they entertained him on that for for so long. It made no sense for either their character uh, to to listen to this or to not threaten him to say something else. They just sat there and just had a very bored and annoyed expression. It's like, wait, if they're annoyed, why aren't they stopping him? It it made no sense as to why they let him carry on for so long. Also, some of the characters, I'm like, you know, when we think about it, like. Uh, they're like yeah the actions are believable but are like i don't know i'm just thinking like how realistic how realistic is it to have a friend who's a pathological liar how realistic is it to have a friend that's like an inventor like a lot of these traits are things (laughs) a lot of these traits are things that you would only find in like books or movies not necessarily in real life 
Um, yeah, like the entire friend group, everyone is like a specific like character or stereotype of a person, and like that's their entire personality. Of, I have a friend that doesn't shut up. I have a friend that is a liar and is fat. I have a, a friend that's an inventor, and I'm the guy who knows all the inside information. Yeah, so I think we're kind of coming to the conclusion of overall this isn't very it's not it's 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 not it's not implausible it's just not very likely it's believable for a fictional setting yes for a real life situation the amount of elements that takes place for this movie to even get started um because the whole movie gets started from the fertilities breaking out of prison and i i kind of said this in the beginning of how does no one see this in broad daylight? I just think just on that alone, they would have gotten caught. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm saying that the Fratellis in real life, they would have been arrested within five minutes of coming within 10 feet of that jail. Yeah. They were clear. They were clearly already one. If they had a one poster before the, this thing already happened apparently that they just had in their basement for some reason, they had, they have their own one poster. Um, the brother was already arrested and they were within spitting distance of the front door of the prison that the brother was already in when they themselves are already wanted. So I'm, I'm going to say that this movie, as fun as it is, it is realistic, but unbelievable in certain uh, fantasy elements. But it's not so, I feel like the octopus I think would have been a little too, that would have been, yeah, like much, much. Yeah. Because technically, yes, a group of kids could come across the treasure map. They could. I feel like if I, at that age, if I came across a treasure map, my friends, I'd be like, or even now, I'd be like, I'd be down to go looking for this. Like, or uh, there's this is a fun scavenger There's hunt. this. Um, I don't remember the name, but there is this like real life like explorer. I think he's still alive. He buried some of like some like money or it's his money or something somewhere they think in the Rocky mountains and he laid griddles to go find it. And most, this isn't DB Cooper, is it? No, 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 no. Well, no, okay. no, 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 that's very different. No, okay. No. Uh, he, okay. Well, I, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I mean, DB Cooper was just a hijacker. I don't, as far as we know, he wasn't really an explorer, but then again, we don't know anything about DB Cooper. No, no, no. This guy, I don't remember the name. It's, it was, I learned about it on the Buzzfeed unsolved stuff. Uh, but like, they he basically like he did this whole thing in a day so it is definitely doable and he has all these like riddles and people have figured out the first i think definitely the first one maybe the first two riddles um but of course you know it's hard to find but like that i'm like that's something that i'd be like so down to like attempt because that's the whole point is he wants you to go out and explore nature and and like you know it's about the journey not the destination um yeah the real treasure is the friends you made along the way <laughs> so i think yes like kids could come across a treasure map kids could go looking for it um technically yes like all these things could happen they just seem a little unbelievable far-fetched yes. yeah but you know it is a very fun movie and it's a great group of i can't the thought of this being there being a sequel just seemed like I don't know, because we're seeing it's baby Sean Astin and baby. I kept thinking the whole movie of the scene <laughs> in Lord of the Rings when he's, uh, what's it, the fighting the spider? Yeah, after, Sheila. When after uh, it's like 
paralyzed Frodo. Like it's a, um, like it's, it's a really, really well casted group of people. So I, I'm definitely, yeah. The thought of a sequel and they're all being adults sounds really fun. Yeah. I'm really curious to see where and how that movie is going to play out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll definitely kind of look into that more. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add, Sam? On about the Goonies? Um, oh, actually, in, yeah. Well, actually, actually, now I don't think we really talked about Steph that much. I kind of want to give her more credit because she 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 was kind of there. She was more. I, I liked her better than Andy because Andy in the beginning, like I said, was just the popular girl who's actually very nice, and Steph's like her friend. And but Steph, yeah. but then Andy starts freaking out. And I get that, uh, I get, she's kind of freaking out. She's freaking out. She's going to die. And I can't believe I let that loser Troy look down my shirt. Like she was just freaking out. And, and Steph kind of had that without saying it, it was kind of that bitch, pull yourself together kind of moment. Like she was that (laughs) friend. Like I, and and there were, there were a couple times where she like specifically butted heads with mouth. Um, Yes, and then like they they have like a touching and like it's like you know your 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 face is uh kind of pretty when your your like your your glasses aren't there to mess it up and it's like oh yeah your your face is pretty good too when your mouth isn't there to screw it up it's like oh okay they they lovingly hate each other yeah <laughs> when they all like get out of uh the cave and their parents are there Andy runs to her parents goes can I take piano lessons and you hear them go yeah <laughs> like sure like, I just thought that was so- like i mean that's that's your takeaway from this whole thing like like it's like piano lessons saved my life i might as well pick it up again (laughs) that'd be like after after uh you know that mario party game where it's like you have scissors strings and you scissors and you cut one and it's either gonna send you like 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 eject you or nothing happens be like uh maybe sure okay it's it's like one of the it's been it's been, it's been a yeah. long time since I played a Mario Party game. Yeah, um, it's like that. Have it's like after that, like I don't know if Princess Peach was like, I'm gonna learn how to, I don't know, cut something. It was like one of those things that this is not the reason. <laughs> I'm gonna learn how to cut something. <laughs> this isn't like I just thought that was like funny, like because she was the one that was playing the piano because I guess she took lessons when she was a little kid. But I thought that was just yeah. funny. Like her takeaway of this whole thing was. This is my purpose. I need to learn. Pe- like, I need to yeah. <laughs> rekindle my my love of the piano. Yeah. No. M- most of my experience with Mario Party is me and my friends hating each other afterwards because, like, we it. That, Nintendo games are notorious for screwing your friends over, and that's a mechanic that I both love and hate. And so, so I don't have like the best experience with Nintendo games, mainly because I don't play it that often, and when I do. My friends and I just hate each other afterwards. Well, I just remember we all played one time, and I just remember I'm I'm a I'm a little bit competitive, and I remember no, I remember no. it was the game where you have to like shake the Wii remote because it's like a soda, and you have to like get your soda to go the highest. And I was just like ah, and everyone was like, oh my god, like. What? oh yeah <laughs> we yeah it's like what the fuck you were you weren't like full like barbarian rage just like you were hulking out just like ah it's like jesus christ sam calm down when, when i'm capable of winning like i have the skills to win i go full force 
if I it's something that yeah. I can't, I know I'm not gonna win. That I tend to not put as much effort in. I I just remember when we played. This oh, was at God. your your graduation <laughs> party. And we played Disney Trivial Pursuit, and how competitive you are with that, because you're a huge, like, Disney, like, fanatic. You're not even a fan. You're a fanatic. Um, Disney is your religion, and Disneyland (laughs) is your church. Um, So when we played that, you were so competitive to the point where it was like, all right, I need to beat you just to put you in your place. And I did, and I'm never going to let you live that down. I beat you at Disney Trivia. I beat you in your own house. (laughs) <laughs> okay um this was the thing my friends told me later that i don't know if they made this up but i i i assume they didn't but they told me later that because i like i don't know i walked away for a split second and apparently you told them just to give me one that i give me a question that, like like just end it because i'm not gonna stop yeah um and ironically not because of that, but that night I went out with them, got very drunk, and the next morning was super hungover, <laughs> and my mom comes in, and I'm like, I shouldn't have kept going with Disney Trivial Pursuit. And my mom's like, that's what you have to say? Like, it's because the the reason is it finally occurred to me, <laughs> we stopped playing that game, and it was not because I was too competitive, it's because about 30 years of information on Disney Trivial Pursuit are movies that I didn't really watch. They were not in like, I don't know. I did not grow up with a lot of those. Like uh, I didn't really grow up with sword in the stone or 101 Dalmatians. I watched earlier stuff uh, to, and later to, stuff. For, 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 the, for, for, for the people listening at home, this was before Disney plus. This was before Disney plus. And I, I hadn't seen some of the, I, or I'd seen some of them, but just, I didn't know them that well. And so we, we stopped because there was just like, again, most of the information were movies that we didn't own and didn't watch. So we don't know the answers to, but the yeah. thing was, I had also noticed we were playing and there were questions that people assumed I wouldn't know because they're like, oh, she's not going to know this. I'm like, well, what's the question? They're like, Oh, who wrote Peter Pan? I'm like, Oh, J.M. Barry. And they're like, Oh, like there were the questions what? that they didn't expect <laughs> me to know that I do. And then the ones that I should have known that I didn't, but yes, I know that was a, a painful day regardless. Um, yeah. We are, uh, keep forgetting to do this. Uh, we are follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the movie real podcast. Um, like, and subscribe, follow us, uh, make comments, uh, you know, or on the Facebook page you want, make suggestions for movies you want us to do uh we all will happily take suggestions and yeah. uh yeah yeah we're, yeah we're also on uh facebook and youtube spotify you know share comment literally anywhere and everywhere uh just spread this around and uh yeah just have fun listening to us we we enjoy hearing your guys's comments and uh recommendations on what to watch uh we're gonna be sticking uh, the next couple of months it's gonna be you know, anything that we feel is a summer, a good, like, summer movie, whether it's, like, you know, a movie, movies like this one or Lost Boys, that's kind of, like, an adventure or thriller or, you know, vacation or, you know, monster movies, anything that we feel is a good summer movie, that's what we'll be covering. Or anything that helps us celebrate our Independence Day. Ah, yes. Yes. By kidnapping the president and stealing the Declaration of Independence. Okay, not the route I was going for, but all right. (laughs) Okay, I'm Samantha.
Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy.